Blog Talk Radio. You're on the Giants beat on ScoutWithFoxSports.com. Welcome to the Giants Beat Podcast. This is David Aiken with Aaron York. You're looking forward to uh, free agency and the draft in late April. Uh, it's just a week away. It doesn't really, doesn't really slow down for any NFL team. Really, the Super Bowl ends. You go right to the combine. You start preparing uh, for the season, especially for a team like the Giants. So much went wrong. Uh, so much to fix. And as we look to, uh, towards free agency, uh, not too many resources uh, to fix them either. Um, Plenty to talk about. We'll talk about the franchising of Jason Pierre-Paul, some releasing. Uh, we saw Kiwanuka go. We saw J.D. Walton get released. Um, and some decisions Jerry Reese has to make even before free agency really starts. Um, but first, a uh, big trade uh, just happened yesterday uh, that will affect the Giants as it happened in the NFC East. Uh, the Eagles will send LaShawn McCoy, who was such a terror for the Giants this past year, uh, to the Buffalo Bills in exchange for Kiko Alonso. Aaron, when you heard this, what was your first response? It was shocking because LaShawn McCoy has been such a franchise player for them. Uh, before Chip Kelly got there, they, he was pretty much the number one guy they gave the ball to, and Chip Kelly likes to mix things up uh, pretty much to drive uh, fantasy players crazy with giving the ball to Chris Polk near the goal line, but he still depended a lot on with Sean McCoy, so it was really surprising to see him traded away for a, a linebacker like Tico Alonso, who was injured for all of last year, and he was really, really productive as a rookie. But when it first came out, a lot of people were saying, "Well, they only traded for Alonso because he went to Oregon, and Chip Kelly's grabbing all these Oregon players." Which I know he's familiar with those guys, but still, you have to think. If he was just trying to get the best players, would he end up with all these Oregon guys by coincidence? And it's probably not a coincidence. So the good news is I think the Giants will only have to chase LaShawn McCoy around once next year instead of twice. Um, But I'm not sure that this is Rex Ryan pulling over a fast one on Chip Kelly. I think there's more to this deal than meets the eye. And already there's whispers of, out of the out of the uh, Bills front office that uh, McCoy is threatening to hold out if he doesn't get an extension, that he wants an extension right away, and that uh, maybe this was done for financial reasons by the Eagles. And it's also another example of running back not being very important to NFL teams anymore. We've seen, other than DeMarco Murray, it's hard to pick out a running back and Le'Veon Bell, and a couple of other guys in that category, like Adrian Peterson. But other than that, there's not a lot of guys who make a major impact and aren't replaceable by other players at the running back position. So maybe this is Chip Kelly feeling like I could just do the same thing with Sproles and Chris Polk and maybe someone who I pick up in the draft, and we could just get what we can for McCoy while he still is at a very high value. Yeah, I, I just think if you're an Eagles fan, and uh, especially after his first year, I think the last thing you would have thought is that you know Deshaun Jackson would be a Redskin and LaShawn McCoy would be a Bill after what they gave you. Uh, 
you know, McCoy over two years and Deshaun Jackson that first year. And, of course, uh, Jerry Macklin has yet to sign an extension either. Uh, but what I find is so interesting about it is uh, Chip Kelly becomes he, – he's able to, uh, to wiggle his way into, into more uh, football operation power. So he's essentially acting as a, as a de facto GM now as well. Uh, and now they have, uh, especially with this move and with uh, the release of Trent Cole uh, coinciding with the move yesterday as well, they have so much cap space and, and so much so much ability to uh, for him to really put a stamp on a team that he wasn't able to do before. So if if you're a Giants fan, you I mean, I'd be glad that you don't have to see uh, LaShawn McCoy twice a year. As you mentioned, still have to see him once. They do play Buffalo uh, in Buffalo in 2015. But it would be interesting to see what they do because there's uh, whether it's Macklin or someone else, there's receivers out there uh, pending to be out there. Uh, Brandon Graham, you're probably going to replace him, but there's plenty of pass rushers available. Um, they'll probably still have uh, some cash, you know, whether it's a safety like Devin McCourty, whether they try to splurge on Indomitian Sue or something. You know, there, there's going to be uh, really an unprecedented uh, ability for Sid Kelly to to create a stamp on his team. But on the other side of that, he's really been – most of his players that, he, that he's had success with thus far have not been his uh, his signings or his draft picks. So it'll be interesting to see how his – his philosophy does translate to the uh, from the cause level to the pros in terms of really getting uh, his players in in terms of pro personnel and who he's been targeting in the draft. You should really start seeing returns after you know this is a third year entering. Uh, let's start talking about some giant stuff. The big thing uh, in terms of big money as well. J- uh, Jason Pierre-Paul was franchised. I want to get your thoughts on that. Generally, I think we we all agreed when we talked about him before that he that he should be coming back, and perhaps this is the best idea. Uh, the tag obviously is not cheap. It's one year. Um, assuming that the Giants could not get him on a cheaper long-term deal, let's say you're probably paying him maybe 10, 12 annually if you just sign him to a long-term deal, what someone else would give him on the open market. Do you think this is the best thing for the Giants to do, uh, get him free agency, relative to maybe some other names you can get out? Uh, Greg Hardy, very controversial name, but he, he'll be out there. Uh, Jerry Hughes from the Bills could be out there. Um, Trent Cole was just released. He'd be obviously a more of a stopgap. Um, but what did you think? Do you think this was the right move ultimately? Yeah, the way Pierre Paul played at the end of last season, he was pretty much a beast during that run where they were they were the Giants were winning some games, and that makes him more valuable than than some of the other guys you mentioned, like Trent Cole, like Jerry Hughes. So for for one year, it makes sense. It gives the Giants ability to, to build up depth. Like you said, if, if he has a good year, he's probably too expensive to retain. If he has a bad year, the Giants, or he gets injured again, the Giants aren't going to want to retain him. So this might be the last year for Jason Pierre-Paul with the Giants, and if it is, it gives them some time to build up depth at defensive end. They already have DeMontre Moore. But beyond that, if the Giants let Jason Pierre-Paul go, it looks like they're going to have to draft the guy in the first round and rely on younger players. So they might still draft the guy in the first round, but it, it gives them Jason Pierre-Paul for this year that uh, to he can prove himself to acquire a bigger payday. And in the meantime, the Giants can – uh, build up depth and see what they have as a position going forward. So I think it's a, it was a smart move for the Giants, even though a lot of people don't think 
Jason Pierre-Paul is an elite player anymore. He certainly played that year for a lot of 2014. So it's hard to imagine the Giants having a lot of success in the pass rush without him this year, barring a, a big signing. But Pierre-Paul is going to be more productive if he stays healthy than any of the other guys in free agency. Yeah, I think this is the right move. It does handicap the Giants in terms of their spending power otherwise. But, you know, that's really kind of always going to be the case, uh, given where the money is otherwise locked up. Um, as you mentioned, he did come on hot, and his numbers are, are the best uh, best since um, 20, uh, 2011. Uh, but my concerns really in terms of the long-term deal, as some people probably wish, you know, they, they might have signed him for, uh as we talked about in the show, he's really beating uh, previously during the season. He's really beating up on some poor offensive lines. It was really kind of missing during the the first half of the season. Um, and of course, as you mentioned, the injuries have been a problem for him as well. Um, if he does if he does hit the open market, there's no doubt some other team, you know, probably like the Raiders or someone with enormous cap space, are uh, are going to pay him. Going to pay him a lot of money. Uh, so the Giants would not be able to compete. Um, as, as you mentioned, some people don't think he, he's an elite player anymore. I tend to feel that at 26, he's still got plenty, plenty to offer, and even, you know, possibly even some uh, some room to improve uh, if, if the pass rush remains consistent uh, in terms of what he was producing uh, at the end of last year. He's one of the best two ends in the league in terms of defending runs and but and uh, getting after the quarterback as well. So he's certainly valuable. I think he's a player the Giants could risk just letting go even if they're trying to pinch pennies and maybe, you know, risk signing someone on a lower deal to spend elsewhere. Uh, I think Pierre Paul is potentially one of the franchise players the Giants do have right now in that age bracket where you're looking at someone who can be drafted and can offer, you know, his entire career prime years with the team. Uh, so I think it was the right move. Uh, I just think it's going to, it's been really interesting how the Giants handle free agency relative to this, any other moves they can make in terms of uh, cuts, restructures, what have you to a, uh, to maximize what they can do in the free agent market and not have to rely too much on the draft. So I think that is ultimately uh, what they'll have to do. But uh, saying that, uh, they have released a few players to create some space. Uh, Matthias Kiwanuka, J.D. Walton, Peyton Hillis. Uh, real quick, any surprises there for you in terms of those releases? No, none of it was really surprising to me, although I guess I was surprised that they finally cut Matthias Kiwanuka because uh, – I mean, even though it was an obvious thing to do, it was something that we thought maybe they should have done a year ago. So it was a little bit pleasantly surprising, but not uh, not entirely shocking because it was just growing increasingly obvious that Kiwanuka wasn't giving the Giants production that they were paying for. So um, that was a good move. Peyton Hillis, I... I was I was also surprised to see him on last year's roster. He was brought in as an emergency replacement on that team that started 0-6 two years ago, and it was it was surprising to see they brought him back. Although obviously the Dave, the David Wilson retirement that came as a as a shock and, and gave them a need at, at depth of that position. Although it was good to see more Orland, Orland Darkwa than Payne Hill down the stretch, and. So that move was also a long time coming. And then you have Walton, who was another player who they just didn't get a lot out of, although at least they got to see him on the field a decent amount because he had missed the whole year prior to that coming in. So uh, 
but with the the investment they made in Richburg, it wasn't surprising to see them let go of, of an older guy who wasn't giving them much production. So, no, I would say none of the moves really surprised me, and hopefully they gives them a little more. Uh, it'll give them a little more flexibility and free agency to sign some players who can really give them a, a boost and help them catch up to this division title race that they've been missing out on. Yeah, I didn't mention with Kiwanuka, uh, when he took the pay cut to remain with the team last year, it kind of felt like the writing was really on the wall. Uh, once he, if he, if he didn't really step up and really show a renaissance really in his game, it was really going to be a situation where he was going to, he was going to leave the team with how much he was owed. And it was really it was a situation where it became obvious this year. It really just wasn't, wasn't playing well at all. It was refreshing when Demontre Moore finally was able to play. So unfortunate for Kiwanuka that it came at the expense of an injury. Uh, in terms of J.D. Walton, uh, seems the plan all along was to you know give him a shot. It's good for him that he even started 16 games because it's it's been a it's been a tough few years for him otherwise uh, in terms of his NFL career. But I'm sure he'll latch on somewhere. Definitely not as a starter, but as as a backup somewhere. And obviously, Richburg, the Giants will be looking to slot in there. And uh, Peyton Hillis, you know, uh, really just doesn't offer. He really only offered your kind of the the things that Andre Williams couldn't do when Andre Williams was kind of thrust into the lineup, kind of felt Peyton Hillis offered offered some of that. But uh, with the amount of running back talent in the league, you you kind of feel that you get someone better. And perhaps the Giants can look at uh, the value market, it seems, this year in free agency. Maybe the Giants can find someone uh, with a little more speed and pass-catching ability to com- complement what they have already uh, on the roster. Um, but as we look towards the Giants uh, trying to find some more cap space, uh, how important that really is. Uh, let's get your thoughts on a few players. Uh, a release or retain kind of deal. Um, John Beeson first. The Giants will save about, I think it's just under $3 million in cap space if they did release John Beeson. Uh, let me name a few players the Giants could pursue at, at the middle linebacker spot if they did release him. Uh, David Harris is, is uh, from the Jets will be a free agent. A.J. Hawk was just released by the Packers. Uh, Ray Maluga from Cincinnati set to hit. Brandon Spikes uh, from Buffalo uh, is another name. Um, any thoughts on that? Do you think the Giants should take the risk with John Beeson? He's he's been a player when he's healthy, but it's been such an issue with him. Yeah, I always thought John Beeson was a little overrated ever since Carolina basically gave him away to the Giants two seasons ago. It was nice that the Giants got some respectability at the position because they were really in a hole before that trade. But on the on the other hand, Beeson just hasn't been a real game changer either in pass, pass or rush defense or pass defense. He hasn't been a guy who who they used to rush the passer. So I don't see him as a huge tracker going forward. I would save the money and either either try elsewhere in free agency or try to improve the linebacking position through the draft. Yes, I I think if you want to really go after target one or two, uh, like mid-level, I don't think the Giants are going to be able to spend anything close to, I mean, the Dominican Sioux rumors, I think that's just trying to sell papers. I don't think you're going to look at the Giants participating in that high-level market. But if they do want to sign, you know, one or two decent starters in free agency, not at that bargain bin level. I think you, you're going to have to make a few more moves. Uh, John Beeson does come off as a player. Uh, they could they could decide to cut ties with just because of the injuries. 
Uh, and it was a short-term thing the Giants really got when they when they added John Deason. Uh, it was the right move uh, in terms of what he gave them just for the rest of that season. But I mean, he barely played in, in uh, 2014, and that's really just been the end of his career. Um, it's not getting any younger. You feel that uh, that might be the best decision for the Giants to make, even though he is he is a leader. But you can't lead if you're not on the field. Um, another name, uh, Rashawn Jennings. The Giants will save a little bit. It's not a whole lot. Uh, but it's one of the bigger saves the Giants can make. Uh, save about just over a million uh, in cap space. Uh, he offered the Giants something when he was on the field, and, and he was missed really when he wasn't on the field. Um, towards the end of the season, he was he was still kind of banged up. He wasn't really offering the Giants a whole lot. And Andre Williams stepped up a little bit. Um, running back is a deep class this year uh, in terms of the free agent market um, cuts. Uh, Chris Johnson was cut. Reggie Bush was just cut. Um, C.J. Spiller is available, Frank Gore is available, Ryan Matthews, Steven Jackson, uh, no Sean Marino, uh, Mark Ingram is a big name. Uh, of course, uh, DeMarco Murray is going to be in that high-level uh, free agent market. Uh, Shane Vereen, uh, Stephen Ridley, also the Patriots. Uh, Chris Polk is a uh, RFA, uh, probably coming back to Philadelphia. Um, but uh, plenty of options out there. Uh, Roy Hulu as well. Um, would you risk releasing Rashad Jennings, or is that something you, we, the Giants just should really mess with? Yeah, I don't think Andre Williams gave the Giants enough last year to say, well, we feel comfortable cutting Rashad Jennings. He definitely gave them something extra, especially with in the past Kanji game when he was on the field. He was surprisingly productive for players 29 years old. If they did go after someone else, some of the names that interest me, Reggie Bush, just because of his ability to catch the ball, and they can kind of uh, keep his touches limited and give Andre Williams the real, the real uh, running down workload while mixing in Reggie Bush. If they went a Mark Ingram route, who's another player like, because even though the Saints took take him out on a lot of passing downs in favor of Pierre Thomas, Ingram's still a guy who catches the ball better than people realize. So I think he can be. Uh, um, I think he can be a, a three-down back if he's signed in the right place, but uh, I'm not sure it's the right move for the Giants to cut Jennings given what they have. They'd, they'd almost be forced to sign someone else because I just don't have that much faith in Andre Williams being being the guy or even being a third-down guy. So I would actually keep Rashad Jennings. Um, and you know, limit his carries a little more. Obviously, you want to mix Andre Williams a bit more, but if you limit Rashad Jennings' carries, I mean, he could still be a pretty effective player, even though he's going to be 30 years old. But look at a guy like Frank Gore. If you manage his workload well, he could still be productive. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's worth it, given what the Giants will uh, will gain in just in terms of cap relief. Um, he is a balanced overall player. He's a useful player for the Giants. I don't think his age is a big deal, just given how uh, how little his workload has been over his career. I prefer the Giants would keep keep him, and um, maybe if they have some little extra space, they can make one of these value signings in addition to having Rashad Jennings anyway. Saying the jet, the draft class is really deep at running back could be another option. Um, and as you mentioned, I, I tend to agree with you in terms of Andre Williams. I don't think he's he's really ready to uh, to assume a bigger role. If he earns it, great, but I wouldn't trust him. Uh, I wouldn't make plans for him to be doing that uh, heading into next year. Um, 
Another name from the linebacker core, uh, Jamil McLean, who the Giants picked up last year. Um, Giants will save over just over three million if they release him. Uh, we mentioned that we, you know, John Beeson might be a, a prime candidate. If Giants release John Beeson. Would it would it make sense to even release Jamil McLean? I would hold on to McLean for now. I think he's got a little more gas in the tank right now than John Beeson, and he's got less of an injury history. He's younger. He's still got uh, plenty of offers to the Giants who don't like spending much on linebackers, or they don't like and they don't like drafting linebackers high in the draft as we've seen in recent years. So. I think McLean, he's not outstanding. He's not a guy that's going to really blow you away, but he's someone that the Giants can depend on to make tackles over a whole season, and as long as it's not going to cost him too much, I think he's someone that you hold on to for now. And we said with Jason Pierre-Paul before, try to build depth behind him while he's still there so when – he gets older, you don't have you're not forced to stick with him. You can maybe have some younger players step up and take that workload. Yeah, ultimately I just don't think the Giants are gonna have enough spending power, even with these potential cuts, to have to make the overhaul that they'd want to do uh with a linebacker core. Obviously you look at uh Devin Kennard as the only piece that's gonna that you're gonna plan around. Um so I think uh, a good idea might be to, to take some flyers on some players in the draft, uh, see what value you can get at the linebacker spot, and see what camp uh, produces, and then you can go from there. If you feel a player like Beeson or McLean isn't offering you uh, enough value relative to what you've picked up, uh, then you can make the move in. Um, another An interesting spot for the Giants right now is uh, is safety. Uh, they They're – Three most contributing safeties this past season, Entre Roll, Stevie Brown, and Quinn Dempse, they're all free agents. Uh, do you have any preferences in this? Do you think the Giants should let them all go, see what they can pick up, uh, prioritize Entre Roll, try to bring them all back? What do you think about the safety spot? Yeah, I'd have no problem letting all these guys go. Uh, this is a position that was really disappointing for the Giants in 2014, Entre Roll. He's been so productive for them, for, for the Giants, for so long. He was amazing in 2013, but it looked like last year he finally hit, hit the wall. And, uh, he's been a guy who I've really appreciated. His leadership's been great. He takes a lot of attention off some of the other players on the team by doing these radio interviews and kind of being the voice of the team. And the Giants, I'm sure, appreciate all that, but it's gotten to the point where he's not worth hanging on to anymore, and the Giants should say goodbye to him. And then Clinton Dent uh, was just terrible on special teams. He fumbled the ball on uh, defense. He was out of position. And Stevie Brown is just looking like those interceptions that he made in uh, 2012 were a bit of a fluke. And then after the ACL injury in 2013, he wasn't the same player. So it's, I think it's time to see what they have in Cooper Taylor and Nat Berge and maybe look in free agency to, to add some experience. But um, they've been growing these young players, uh, like basically Taylor and Berge, that we just haven't been able to see so far. So I think what the Giants do in this situation depends on how much faith they have in these guys, who we don't really know what to make of so far because we just haven't seen them on the field. But – 
assuming that these guys can can play, then I would have no problem with them releasing all three of the veterans. Yeah, I think um, with Entre Roll, I think it's a value thing. Um, he was on the he was on the books last year for over nine million. Obviously, he's not going to get anything close to that in free agency either. Um, if you can get him on the cheap and you can bring him into camp, I'd look at that as a as a favorable favorable option. Um, Stephen Brown and Quentin Dems, I don't think you look at them as players that are going to come back in and really just figure it out again. Uh, Entre Roll might offer you something, especially as a, as a mentor role. Uh, for those younger players, as you mentioned, um, I'd look to see for the Giants if the value is right to bring back Antoine Roll. Otherwise, some other names: uh, Tyvon Branch is released from Oakland. Uh, Devin McCourty is going to be out of the Giants' uh, price range almost certainly. Uh, Louis Delmas, Nate Allen uh, from Philadelphia. Bernard Pollard was just released by Tennessee. Uh, both Landry brothers are on the market as well. Um, Dewan Landry could be a, a cheap option. Although he's also older as well, 32 years old. Uh, Denora Searcy from the Bills could be another option as well. Um, so plenty of names out there if the Giants so choose. But again, not a whole lot to spend. So you kind of look at, as you mentioned, uh, can you trust the youth to bring up? I'd like to, like to think that Entre Roll could be back on a smaller deal, but otherwise uh, I think it's going to be a position where we see, see uh, a good bit of change for the Giants. All right, going forward, we look at free agency. Uh, I've said it a bunch of times already. The Giants aren't going to have a whole lot to, uh, of resources to use to really upgrade the team. So we'll have to be wise. Uh, what in your mind the most important spots to go after? And, and are there any specific players you, you've looked at where you've thought I'd love to see them on the Giants that are, that are realistic? Yeah, a couple of the running backs I – talked about earlier would be interesting, but I still think the Giants should stick with Jennings. Um, other than that, uh, I think it's really important for the Giants to build through the draft, although I think there are some interesting wide receiver options that the Giants could use to fill out depth at that position. Um, I think it was kind of disappointing to see them re-sign Kevin Ogletree because I think there are some interesting options on the free agent market, I can get a guy like Eddie, Eddie Royal. He's not going to be too expensive. Who can be your third wide receiver? Uh, other guys like Jacoby Jones, who can stretch out the defense a little bit. Um, and Kenny Britt's going to be cheap if you think you can figure out what to do with his off-the-field issues. So other than that, um, the offensive line is another area where you'd really – like to see them put spend some money this 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 spring, and um, you know the center position where they they just let Walton go. If they want to keep Richburg at the guard spot, there are guys like Stephen Wisniewski of the Raiders and Jonathan Goodwin, the Saints available, who could be uh, valuable pieces and improve the line going forward. So, other on defense, you look at safety. And if they do release Entrell Roll instead of keeping him around in that leadership role, they're still, like you said before, there are directions they can go and that don't involve signing Devin McCourty to a monster contract. Um, Thomas Deku of the Panthers has had a good run with the Falcons for a couple of years. He might still be able to play 
Uh, DeJuan, DeJuan Landry of the Jets is really old, but he performed better than Antra Roll last year and might be able to you could fill him in on a one- or two-year deal and just keep him for one year. Um, and then there's also veterans, other veterans available like Raheem Moore and former Giant Ryan Clark. So uh, what direction did you want to see the Giants going in for free agency? Uh, I'm I'm a pretty big proponent if you can do it, especially when you have a high pick. The Giants have the highest pick they've had since they took Eli Manning in 2004. Uh, giving yourself the flexibility to just to get the, take the best player you can. Um, there's a number of pass rushes available at that spot in the draft, it looks like. Uh, a few offensive linemen. Uh, Dan, the last time he was on the show, mentioned Danny Shelton. He looks to have risen just as Dan mentioned he would. Um, I'd like to see them, if they can figure out what they want to do with the offensive line they talked about, possibly moving Justin Pugh in and getting a right tackle. Uh, that seems like, in theory, it could really be a nice trickle-down effect that would make the offensive line as a whole play better. Um, again, the Giants don't have to spend uh, have a whole lot to spend. They're going to be value shoppers. But I guess you can look at some older stop gaps. Uh, Doug Free just left the Cowboys. Uh, Todd Harriman's just left Philadelphia. He's, he's, a, he's a guard slash tackle. Uh, Brian Belagos is 25. He's the main guy on the market if you're looking to sign someone for, you know, four or five years. Um, but he does have injury injury problems. Uh, that's the thing that we looked at. You know, Jeff Schwartz struggled with injuries. It was really sort of the biggest losses the Giants had all season. Um, as you mentioned, we got a little disappointing with Ogletree, but you'd hope the Giants will still pursue that market a little bit, get the depth, because the depth is important, um, especially – I don't think you can count on Ruben Randall to continue the form. You can kind of hope he does, but – I don't know if you can quite count on it, given everything he gave, especially at the beginning of the year. You don't know what Victor Cruz is really going to give. Um, so look at look at the offensive line, see if they can find a starter, even if it's a guard and they keep uh, and they keep Justin Pugh at right tackle. Really give the Giants more flexibility to go after the very best player that is available uh, in the draft. Um, running back as well, uh, there, there's some value there. So if they can get someone. Um, but the big thing to me is that if they can get a solid across-the-board offensive line and head into the draft, knowing that they have that, at least for this year, I think that would give them great flexibility. Uh, and to seg into that, uh, into the draft, um, thoughts on what the Giants should do with the ninth pick? Do you have any uh, any more specific thoughts since the last time we talked about this? I think they should go the safe route and just take Brandon Shroud, uh, especially now that Pierre Paul is under franchise tag. There's not enough. There's not as much of a push for a defensive end like Big Beasley out of Clemson, who may or may not be available when the Giants choose. But um, I just think off of the blinds where you need to go right now, the Giants made a really nice move last year by choosing what they thought was the best player available. But this isn't a league where you can just trade player for player. So if you choose a really good Wide receiver again, like Devontae Parker out of Louisville has been mentioned by some, and some of the Giants might choose and just really stack the wide receiver core. If they choose him, they can't just trade him for an offensive lineman if it doesn't work out. So I think there is a little bit of team need that has to be discussed, even if you don't think Brandon Trapp is the best player available or if he's the sexiest pick. I think the needed offensive line that we saw last year is it's too important to ignore in the first round. Yeah, um, in terms of the draft's overall class, I, I haven't delved too deep into the into the real, you know, the second, third, fourth round, what have you. Um, 
But I do know that the, the draft experts are tending to say running back is deep. Uh, wide receiver is a pretty good class. Uh, pass rushers is good, especially at the top, as we're seeing. Um, so I'm, I'd like to think, uh, as you mentioned, offensive line is a safe pick, and I'm leaning towards that as well. Uh, Brandon Trek is available. He seems to make a lot of sense, can play guard or tackle, and really solves the, uh, the little Justin Pugh conundrum uh, I mentioned earlier. Um, you look at defensive tackle, Leonard Williams is going to go off the board in the first few picks, if not you know, the second pick right after a quarterback is taken. Um, Danny Shelton could be a great option, pair him inside with uh, Jonathan Hankins, and the Giants are, are, a, are really a force to be reckoned with uh, in the middle after being run on so much uh, this past year. Um, a pass rusher, um, best player available if, if the right one is there. Uh, you know, the Giants are really giving him a serious look uh, just because – the pass rushers are, are in vogue in the league. They're as valuable as they've ever been. You know, if the Giants have one with Jason Pierre-Paul, I think, and, you know, hope for DeMontre Moore to step up, they can really put it over the top and, and compensate for a lot otherwise by having a great staple of pass rushers. But uh, if you put me on the clock right now, I tend to agree uh, completely. If you get, if you told me that Brandon Sheriff is on the board at nine, I would, uh, I would be totally fine with that. I would take him, I think, uh, the Giants took a, took a page out of the book of the Cowboys and, and strengthened the offensive line through the through the top of the draft. Uh, as they started to do with Pugh round one, uh, Richburg round two, uh, I think they could really be a beneficiary, especially as Eli Manning has really shown a renaissance, uh, stepping his game up uh, last year in the new system and really looks like he'll have a, a few great years left in his career. Why not build around him? Um, so I agree completely with that. Um, we're pretty much out of time, uh, but we've covered a whole lot here. Uh, free agency starts early next week. We'll see how active the Giants are, whether they make more decisions in terms of releasing players, uh, who they get involved with. Um, thank you all for listening. We'll have a show in a few weeks for you all. As uh, signs have been made, a few more moves have been made, and we'll give you some analysis on that as we, as we look towards that and, of course, the draft as well coming up late April. Thank you all for listening.